بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم <coughs> I'd like to take the opportunity to explore a little the idea of the politics of convergence and what the implication of that would be for the current political um, sort of debates that we can get ourselves embroiled into. The politics of convergence is really, it's, it's an exploration of the implication of the intent to give for political action. It does stand on, um, on an assumption of uh, sort of the grand sweep of history. One that says that fundamentally human beings have been competitive in character. And what that means in, the, in every given instance, if you look at your own intent in any given situation, you can either construct your intent your engagement with the other on the basis of what you can get or you can construct your intent on what you can give, how you can be helpful. When you construct your intent on the basis of what you can get, want to get, the effect of that is that you set up hostility between yourself and the other. When you construct your intent on the basis of how you, how you can give to the other, and more specifically how you can make the other the significant one and the star, you basically construct an engagement that's harmonious with the other. That means to say that when you're here to take, you produce relationships that are contentious. When you're here to give, you enable relationships that are harmonious. We have to assume that the wanderlust of us as human beings since we left the since we left Africa must have at some element had within it um, a concern of dealing with conflict. If you and I don't get along and it's a big world and a big planet, I can go to the other hill or the other side of the hill and you can go somewhere else and we can diverge. And this might mean the same for my children and their children. So what's happened over the last 50,000 years is that as a species, we've been diverging further and further away from each other. We've been dealing with conflict on the basis of moving away. Hmm. Two people are here to take can't occupy the same space. They will, by definition, be competitive and contentious. They will repel each other. Which is fine if there's a very large world where we can all find other pastures. 
and we'll all move on to different worlds. And that competitiveness, that contentious nature of ours served us well for these 50,000 years that we've been away from Africa. The problem with the world, however, is that it is, uh, it is a globe, it is a ball, and if you move far enough away from somebody, from the other along the surface of the globe, you end up meeting on the other side, which is exactly what's happened to us. There isn't a city in the world now where you don't have people from every continent represented. We live cheek by jowl with people who are fundamentally different. With people who don't look like us, who don't speak like us, who believe differently from us. And the problem is that if you go to another city, you'll find those same people there not the actual personalities, but people who look, look as different as the previous lot that you left behind. Which means to say that we are now in an age of convergence, not in an age of divergence. It needs a, a very different skill set, a very different intense skill set to survive in an age of convergence because it has to involve a very deep compassion, a very deep ability to genuinely act in the best interest of the other. Otherwise you don't have a workable solution. I genuinely think that we are in that age now. that the necessity for that new consciousness is, couldn't be more acute than what it is now. Needing to act in the best interest of the other in every situation that you're in. Having the magnanimity of spirit to make the others in your life the stars of your show and not trying to be the star yourself. being willing to forego winning at the competition for the joy of the collaboration. As South Africans, we had this, uh, we had this brief moment from 94, maybe to 98, the beginnings of the Mandela presidency this idea of the rainbow nation that promised to be exactly that, place for everybody. And clearly what scuppered that was the unbridled and shameless pursuit of self-interest by those in power. I'd like us to consider the implication of that for a moment. Those who were in power at 94 
came into power in 94 had been the underclass. And yet they themselves, three decades on, produced um, as abusive a, um, a, a tyranny as, as we, what we would have had before with, uh, again, the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. And it was typified by this in a sense, shameless um, uh, sort of excusing of self-interest <clears throat> by the current political class. There's a famous quote of Bladen Zamande, who was uh, the chairperson of the South African Communist Party, who said in so many words, I didn't join the struggle to be poor. So clearly, there's something that those in authority have gotten wrong. Uh, and that has something to do with it, to do with understand with the understanding that they themselves should be here to serve. strikes me that the way to establish that consciousness by those who are in power is not to threaten to take their power away from them. It's not to replace them with another party who are currently the underclass. Because if you start off feeling that you're oppressed and you then get put into a position of authority, you will, like Bladen Zamande, have the view that the reason why you're in charge is so that you can be rich. I think this has a very useful comment on our current take on the culture wars, on this ongoing fight between the left and the right. This sort of, uh, sort of this, this understanding of Role of power having to uh, having to be diminished that we have to uh, always act on the basis of what's just for the victim and, and trumpet the interests of the victim. I don't think that the ones anybody is served by taking on the narrative of, of, of the victim, whether it's us poor people of the East against the West, whether it's the North against the South, whether it's the, 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 the proletariat, against, proletariat against the bourgeoisie, however you, you articulate the sense of victimhood, you do not address the fundamental problem of illegitimacy because you're saying that the victim has to have their rights given to them. In other words, the, the, the status of the victim is the one who is owed. And if you take on that status, if you say you are owed, if you say you have been done in, 
then your engagement to the world is not based on the intent to make any kind of contribution. You feel owed. You're here to get. Which basically means to say that as soon as you gain authority, the same sickness of those who were there before will be manifest just under your reign. And so it strikes me that the, the current debate, left and right, uh, north and south, however you want to, uh, to examine the issue of how we view the issue of politics, they, it, it's not going to deliver anything that can be helpful to us. We need a transcendent vision that goes beyond the current debate. And that transcendent vision has to basically articulate a view, not of what we've not been given, and not of what we, we are owed, but based on what we can give. How can we contribute? How can those who are in authority contribute? What have they there to contribute? What do we all have to contribute? When we all have that vision, then this convergent world this rainbow world, like the rainbow nation promise of South Africa, is feasible. We can, in peace and in prosperity, live in the same city with people from very different backgrounds. We can forego this competitiveness and contentiousness that has brought humanity far, it's brought us this far, but which actually threatens to destroy us as a species if we carry on with it. May Allah grant us newness to him, may grant us annihilation in him, may grant us death before we die. In Allah, our Malaikatu, you salu ala nabi, ya you ala dina amin, you salu ala you salim in tasima. Allahumma salila sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika nabiyun wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa salim tasima. Subhana rabbika rabbazu tima yusufun wa salam ala rabbazu tima yusufun wa alhamdulillah.